masterclass show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team, so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be back with you in another amazing guest and conversation, and this time an amazing expert, one of our also amazing community experts, uh, David Allison. And today we're going to speak about how to get your team engaged, uh, despite all the other topics that I think we're going to definitely cover as uh, David walks people through a lot of those um, life purpose, big questions. So David, thank you so much for coming on our show. I'm so excited to have you here and so excited to have a really great conversation today. Yeah, me too. Thanks for inviting me. It's an absolute pleasure. And I know you have a lot of wisdom and knowledge. So I'm very, very grateful for your time and also the, uh, wisdom and knowledge that you will share with us today. So, um, let's start with an introduction, David, can you share a few of the most meaningful moments that led you to the work that you're doing today? So meaningful moments, yeah. So what I do, I'm a, an intuitive coach, thinking partner, and a trusted advisor to business owners, typically $250,000 to $10 million. They're the kind of people I work with. Um, and and I just, I'm, I'm the guy in the middle. For some of you that are more spiritually inclined, it's like, I'm just, I, I call myself a messenger of the creator. And because... All a coach really does is is help you to unlock the door. And whether that's in your business or it's in your personal life, then you have the answers. All I do through the work I do is, is help you find the answers to the questions that you're struggling with or the problems that you're struggling with. Absolutely. And I think that's definitely the best, uh, why, uh, you know, people that guide you or people that are holding that space for a lot of us that so we can tap into that inner wisdom for sure. Yeah. Uh, but more specifically, you mentioned intuitive. How did you discover that you're also intuitive or that you wanted to help people with this work? Well, I, and yeah, before I, I've been a coach so in my seventh year now. Before that, I was in the corporate world for nearly 40 years. And I realized I was pretty intuitive Every, because I did hundreds of interviews. I got to board level appointments. So I've interviewed hundreds of people over the years. And I always made a decision on the person as soon as they walked in the door. Mm. So and I, I, the HR people I worked with used to get really upset with me because like sometimes it would be the first person out of 50 that would walk through the door. And I said, they're the one. They go, well, you can't say that. You've not seen the 49 other people. And then two days later, number one got the job. Mm. So, so I kind of realized I had that intuition thing. And, mm -hmm. and I started my own spiritual journey about 10 years ago. And I just realized that there'd been so many things in my life where intuitively I know I knew it was going to happen. 
I knew sometimes when I was going to get fired. Um, I knew when I was going to get promoted. Uh, I knew like when I was going to get a pay raise. I knew I was going to fall in love. It's just, and I can think of probably one time, and I'm I was 62 at the weekend. I think of one time in my whole life. Then I made a decision on something, and it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to. So I think yeah. my my intuitive record's pretty strong. Yeah, um, so I say so myself based on kind of what you described, but I think that's definitely a powerful thing that we all have as humans, or that would actually be my next question for you in the, in the intuitive side. Is that something that we're born with or is that something we can develop? What have you discovered based on your personal journey? Well, I, my experience is, I mean, I think, I think we're all born to be capable of anything. Um, but it's about, oh my God, the, the early years of your life. So my granddaughter's seven years old. So my encouragement with her is like, well, and I encourage her mother and her father, just let her be open to all the experiences. And, and because in those first seven years of your life, you hear so much. Like when you're born, the only two fears you have are loud noises and falling down. All the other fears that you get, and and we are now adults, all the other fears we've got are the things that we've created or we've heard from other people. So, and we, I mean, I've I've watched people go, when I spoke to a client earlier, she went from not feeling loved or worthy enough or good enough, unfulfilled in her job, to start her own job, finding the partner of her dreams, and landing a huge contract in the space of a year and a half. Mm. And and yeah. we we walked through that story again this afternoon, and and she said I couldn't have believed what what happened just because of some conversations that we had and and the way you guided it. I love that. So, what is the blueprint that you use to help people uncover all these truths? Yeah, I mean, I, I got something. I mean, I, I spent three years working for Tony Robbins. Um, I've been a coach. This is my seventh year now. So. My first three years as a coach, most of my, my work was for Tony Robbins. So I learned some great stuff there. I mean, Tony's one of the masters at what he does. Um, but what I learned was, like, the, the, when I worked for Robbins, it was find out what the client wants, set the goals and get them there. And some clients had amazing results. Some had good results. Some had average results and some had no results. And the thing, the thing that stops you having anything that you want in life, number one, is your beliefs. So what do you believe about yourself, the people closest to you, and the wider world? And secondly, what are the emotions that you live in every day? Are you, do you live in negative emotions or are you living positive emotions? And those two things together create your identity. Well, I'm this, I'm that. I can't do this because... And then the third thing and the third element of what I do in my blueprint is we look at your habits. And I don't mean where you, where you go where you go to the fridge at 10 p.m. and you eat yesterday's cold pizza, right? I'm talking about what are your your habits of, of language? What are you what are you reading? What are you feeding your mind with? What are you feeding your body with? What are you feeding your spirit with? So they are the three foundational steps. And then step four, step five, step four is I, I take you into the future. And I ask you questions that you've never even considered before. 
typically like what most inspires you in the world. And you'd be amazed at the amount of people that said, well, I've never really thought about it. Yeah. Mm. Well, if there was one thing in the world you could make an impact on, what would that be? Well, never thought about it. What are you passionate about? Never thought about it. So when you start to open up people to possibilities, and you remember, so after you've done those first three parts of the blueprint, you've got a new set of beliefs. You've got an upgraded identity, and you're putting in place habits that will help you get to whatever level you want to. So from there, you can then, I then take people through a, a visionary exercise where I take them on a journey. And some people have seen educational reform in China. Some people have just come home to themselves. Some people have let go of trauma. And only after I've done all that do I then start to talk to people. Okay, we're shaking the trees of your beliefs, your identity, your habits. You've seen a taste of your future. Now what do you want to create? And only after all that do we start setting goals. And I've done that with hundreds of people now. Yeah, I love that framework. I'm I'm also very familiar with Tony's work, and it's it's so foundational because you're helping you're kind of helping people put everything together in their lives brick by brick. And I love that you actually shared that a lot of us don't even dare to even ask those questions. Um, so if we don't really have that clarity or purpose, how is it that we can actually even you know begin to kind of dream and go after the goals that we have set out so uh beautiful 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 work that you do and and the space that you get to create for a client yeah, I, mean, I, I took the best of what i learned from tony and i turned it i turned it 180 um and then i did i mean I've, I've i've had other mentors and spiritual advisors as well so and i get that i get when i work with people now it just comes down and what and I, as i said to you before we went live I just see myself as a messenger of the creator. So whatever that client needs in that day or that group of people or that company, it just comes down and it flows. I'm just the yeah. person delivering the message. Yeah. I'm the person answering the questions to unlock the door so that whatever the company needs or the client needs, they move forward. Yeah, and it's also intuitive and personalized for the person. I think that's the most important part, just like you said, and we talked about that at the beginning, that it's not a cookie-cutter solution. Well, you should do this or this or that, right? You just hold that space for them and use your intuition to um, kind of channel whatever comes up for them and so they can figure out their own answers. And that's always those are always results that I've also mm -hmm. seen are definitely sustainable for people and it could change someone else someone's life for sure um so absolutely um awesome so we have a lot of leaders in the audience david and i wanted mm -hmm. to kind of take advantage of your amazing work that you do with leaders of companies and their teams so one of the biggest pain points around leadership is really this retention and engagement of their culture of their team members how is it that they can create a healthy culture for their teams? And also, how is it that they can keep their team members engaged? Obviously, so they align with the vision, mission, values of the company, but also so that they're ongoing members and contributing as the company evolves and as you know your business evolves as well. So what can you share with us around this topic of team engagement that you, you think will be helpful for our audience? Yeah, well, the interesting thing I find is leadership always starts from the top. So, I mean, I've got a client here in Scotland and I work with his leadership team and, and he owns the business. And 
and and I'm sure many of your people that are listening that work work in the corporate world is like well, and and I've and I've talked to people and they say well I want I want my I want all my team to get coaching and I want to do this and do that. But for me, if the leader is not engaged in that process, then it's not going to work. Mm. So the leader, the lead, a leader isn't and and Simon Sinek and I'm probably going to quote this wrong. But Simon Sinek talks about leaders are not there to boss people around. Leaders are there to inspire people to be better. Yeah. Like good, how, do they do so? how do they do so? What's some practical advice for leaders that they could follow? But what that- they can do is mm-hmm. is let get their ego out of the way. I'm probably going to ruffle a few feathers by saying this, but what's what gets in the way is our ego. Because we, when I, when I was a corporate leader for many years and I lived in fear of the people in my team taking my job. And I had bosses who made sure that I never got to achieve what I wanted because they lived in fear. And and I, I, I remember sitting in a boardroom every Monday and I got, I got the shit kicked out of me because I was the operations guy. So everything that went wrong was operations. So people would you'd throw me under a bus every week. And it was no surprise that I had three CEOs, three bosses in 18 months. And it was no surprise that two and a half years later I got fired because there's what well, there's the fall guy. So there would there's there's there has to be and the other thing the, the, the biggest thing that stops people getting buy-in from the teams is expectations. Like if I say to you, Ilona, I expect you to do that. Are you going to be inspired to do that? If I demand something from you, I need this by Friday by 5 o'clock or we're going to have an unhappy customer, but you know that you physically can't do it till Tuesday unless you get something else. So what's going to happen if you don't, if you have an expectation, if I have an expectation of you and you can't meet that and you don't speak up, then what happens is, your customer gets upset because they don't get what they want on time. Your boss gets upset because he's got an upset customer and he's annoyed at you because you didn't deliver. But what you all you needed to deliver, and I'll use this as an example, if all you needed to deliver was two extra people for, for two days, you could have delivered that. So you could have made an agreement rather than the boss coming to you. And I had so many bosses in my career. I was in the corporate world for nearly 40 years. So many bosses said, well, I expect you to do this and I expect you to do that. And I did it to my team sometimes. Well, I expect that and expect that. And I know from this, like, when we have expectations put on us, all we're doing is setting ourselves up for failure. So if you can work in a place where, okay, this is what our client needs. This is what our customer needs. And this is the deadline that we've got. Can you deliver this at this time? (coughs) And... Can we make an agreement that, that you do this? What? Well, no, I can't do that. Well, what do you need for us to have an agreement to do that? Well, I need this resource and this resource. And then the boss has got a decision to make. So if you're one of these leaders, maybe your team are not performing because they don't have the right resources. Or maybe your expectations of them are too high. And I and I and I'm a, I I do remember I was I ran teams for years. My the biggest team I managed was over 800 people in eight countries. And 
And I always said to them, I said, look, if you don't know how to do this or, or get things delivered on time, then we need to have a conversation. Because have I not trained you well? Do you not have the right resources? <coughs> Excuse me, I'm recovering from a cold. Um, so mm -hmm. that it's like your team will only perform if they have the right resources. They will also only perform if they have a place where they feel supported and and they have the opportunity to develop. And particularly over the last few years, that their mental well-being is looked after. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, I could resonate with so many things you said, but I hear collaborative communication, right? Mm -hmm. Have a conversation, a two-way conversation, rather than being like, this is what I expect from you. You know, that just obviously seems like condescending and also a lot of pressure. I mean, most people don't do well under pressure. I could also attest to that in my personal experience as well. And what I heard you say is, uh, I definitely agree, just like anything, it starts with the leaders, right? And leading by example. So if you want that culture, if you want your team members to give back a lot of those things that you are portraying or projecting, then obviously lead you know, lead by example, be that example that you want people to follow. Um, and that will definitely uh, take your culture and your company a long way for sure. And ego is a big one for sure, especially when um, CEOs want to grow their companies. That's that's why they're their bottleneck, right? Because then they, you know, they think that no one can do it as better, as good as they can do it. And they become the, the chokehold of the growth of their company. So, putting ego aside, being in service and understanding that, you know, your job as a leader is to inspire people and to create that safe environment um, so they can thrive. And of course, that also adds to your company as well. So absolutely beautiful work for sure. Well, David, in this last part of the interview, I actually asked my guests a few questions where um, I would love for you to fill in the blank, especially because sure. you're intuitive. I, I love to kind of hear, you know, what what is it that comes up for you? So um, what inspires me is? What inspires me? Uh, what inspires me is watching people um, open themselves to the possibility of who they can be and then achieve that potential. Love that. Um, my purpose in business is? My purpose in business is to give everybody the opportunity to be who they were born to be. Powerful. And the last one is the biggest impact I want to create is? Ah, I have a real passion project. I would love for two and a half million men across the world to have better mental health and wellness. Wow. That's that's a beautiful, beautiful mission. Well, thank you, David, for everything you shared with us. An amazing, amazing insight on today's topic and even more. You know, I wish you great success on the work that you're doing um, in the mission that you have uh, put for yourself and also on the fulfillment that you feel from the your everyday work to help people kind of uncover that potential from the inside out. I would love for you to take our audience to the next uh, step as to where is it that they can find or continue this conversation with you. Yeah, well, you've got my website in the chat, but there's a little spelling mistake there. It's David G. Allison with one L.com. Um, you can email me at David at David G. Allison.com or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. And I'll happily give any of your audience um, a free strategy session. All right. Thank you so much, David. So it's David G. Allison with oh, one L. Okay.
AllisonWithOneAir.com. Perfect. I will also include a link to the website as well. And again, you'll also can find David inside our community at the Life School. Yeah. So definitely take advantage of this generous offer that he's offering for just to give you even that clarity that you might be missing based on sort of, you know, where you are in your life phase and uh, cycle and stage. Uh, I definitely think he's an amazing mentor. And again, thank you so much, David, for coming on and looking forward to future conversations. Thanks. Yeah, again. Have great. Thanks, thanks very day. much for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And I will see you next time with another amazing yeah. guest and conversation. And you know where to find us on all our major podcast platforms yeah. and also social media. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next yeah. time. Bye, everybody. I am offering a free 30-minute discovery strategy business growth call for you in order to help you discover the foundational gaps that you might have between your book publishing branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so that you can make more impact and income in your business this year. Even if you decide not to receive the further support that I could provide for you, you will still walk away with amazing wisdom and value from my 20-year experience in helping entrepreneurs and growing my own successful business in what are some of the gaps that you are experiencing and how to connect those gaps with your ultimate business and life vision. Schedule a call now as my calendar gets booked very fast so that you could take advantage of this 30 minute opportunity to have a personalized chat together.